Hi everyone, welcome to the Town Manager Download, a podcast about local government in the town of Shrewsbury. I'm Kevin Mizakar, Shrewsbury Town Manager, and as always, I'm joined by Communications Coordinator Taylor Galusha. In t- today's episode, we are going to be joined by DPW Director Jeff Hyland to talk about the Department of Public Works broad spectrum of responsibilities within the town of Shrewsbury. What's going on, Taylor? Nothing much. I feel like we haven't recorded an episode in a long time. Or last one. I mean, I know it hasn't been a long time, but I feel like Feels I haven't, like a I haven't been here in a while. Yeah. Missed, missed our little studio. <laughs> <laughs> Studio withdrawal. What, yeah, I do. What, yeah. What's been going on in the Mizikar uh, c- Cinematic Universe? <laughs> MCU. Very, very, li- very little cinema. Uh, very little <laughs> drama. Not a whole lot, to be honest with you. Um, really, nothing of note. No. Not, wow. not really exciting. Kind of normal time in the fall. Kind of hanging on to summer, getting ready for winter. I don't know. I did exciting. a lot this weekend. Yeah. I don't want to well, sound that's like good. I'm talking about myself. Well, um, that's the, that's the what point, this segment's yeah, all about. <laughs> What's been going on with you? Katie, Katie's finally leaving for Ireland oh, tonight, wow. actually. Whoa. So she got her visa approved Friday morning, and then 30 minutes later, the program was like, all right, you're getting on a plane Monday night, and you're going to Ireland. That's been the hold up, the visa? Yeah, oh, wow. it was like a whole thing. The whole group was the whole group. It wasn't just her. Right, um, right. <laughs> and so I dropped everything, went home this weekend to spend time with um, my family and the dog. And we packed for Katie. I think I could sell my packing skills as like a side business because you should have seen the amount of clothes I fit (laughs) between two and a half suitcases and a personal item so um that was my my last part yeah parting gift for for Catherine so wonderful yeah I'm excited for her I'm gonna miss her definitely a big adjustment but it'll be cool experience that she can talk about forever yeah that'll be fun that's cool I watched a Wiggles documentary that's number two on the list yeah it's called, Wiggles it's, called, it's called Hot Potato <laughs> Wiggles Documentary. Wow. Or the Story of the Wiggles. It was on Amazon Prime, and it was actually very interesting. If any of your kids ever <laughs> watched the Wiggles, I don't know. No, I think it was kind of past us in the yeah. night. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was really interesting. So if you want, <laughs> want to learn I, more I about doubt it, fruit but salad, I then you, throwing that out you ever needed to know, yeah. there you go. So. I probably will pass on that one. <laughs> What's happening in the shrew? Oh, who knows? Who knows? No, there's been a lot going on, actually. Um, we, of course, made it through town meeting. We've talked about that already and mm-hmm. um, setting ourselves up really for the helter-skelter of the beginning of budget season. And you and I have been working on um, preparing for the next community survey. Yes. And what tools we're going to use to put in place for that. And we've started showcasing some departmental accomplishment rec- departmental accomplishments recently at uh, select board meetings, which is great. Um, of course, you came in and provide an update on communications. We had Julie Tierney come in and provide an update on the customer-centric improvements we're making to our 
website and um, associated processes like licensing and things like that. So um, yeah, but we're, this is the real time of the year where we're beginning to add that third fiscal year back into consideration. We're starting to walk away from the end of fiscal year 23 and into the beginning of fiscal year 25 as far as what we're doing on our desks on a day-to-day -day basis. So um, we actually postponed the Resident Academy uh, for a number of reasons, but uh, I think it, in the end it will pay off, which is always the goal. We want to have a, a good engaging time, and I think it was the right thing to do to just wait for a couple different reasons. So what else has been going on? Um, we had the first ever multicultural festival on Saturday, November 4th um, from 12 to 3 at Oak Middle School. I've been part of the planning process for this event and I'm really excited to see all the, well, first off, I didn't know how many different dance studios there were in Shrewsbury until we put out the call for like performances. So I'm really excited to be able to showcase talents of all ages Good. i think we have like five-year-olds performing all the way up so um that would be cool there'll be some booths to learn about different um traditions cultures events and whatnot around Shrewsbury. um it's just i think it would be really exciting as a big collaborative effort between um the council on aging who brought forward the initiative so um it'll be it'll be cool i'm excited Great. to see how it turns out and then the next newsletter should be coming out the week of November 13th, if all goes to plan. Good. So I'm excited about that. And We did hold a, a bond rating call with S&P Rating Services last week. So that's as we prepare for our next borrowing, which is associated with water system improvements, the town meeting authorized in the spring. So that was a another productive call. We're, we're doing well. Um, staying on track with our fiscal projections and our, our budgets and uh, able to demonstrate how close we're tracking and um, the new growth within the community that's been really strong. So that makes those calls a little bit easier and hopefully we're able to maintain that AAA bond rating, which is oh so important, especially as interest rates continue to rise. So that was uh, probably the biggest prep work that we've done over the last two weeks or so because it takes a lot of time to get through those mm -hmm. calls so but jump jump right in yeah exciting conversation today that we're going to have about our biggest department um, and most diverse department which is the department of public works um, you know really from the beginning of modern local government professional management, engineering has been at the heart of it. It's been, you know, how do you put in infrastructure, um, you know, whether that's roads or utilities and other things like that in order to help improve the quality of life for residents. So it was really a physical and engineering component in the early 1900s uh, when professional local government management was starting and um, then continued to evolve beyond public infrastructure and to social services and things like that. But DPW in, in many ways has always been at the heart of it. And I know it's mm -hmm. what a lot of people see most often on a day-to-day -day basis and think about um, most frequently is what, whenever we ask them, you know, what services we're providing, it's those kind of um, 
core government public works services. So and even those range from town to town of what like public works provides, like we talk about with every episode. Right, yeah. It's different across the board. Yeah, I mean, no matter where you are in the country, there's a variety of different methods that water and sewer services are, are provided. They probably vary the most from town to town. Um, a lot of places have special taxing districts or you know, mm -hmm. uh, in New England, just uh, other districts that have been set up that control the operation of water or sewer or both. And uh, it leaves, leads to kind of fractured government, but I think one of the most of attractive and efficient um, aspects of the town of Shrewsbury is our ability to provide a broad range of DPW-related uh, functions all under one umbrella. Um, and for us, it includes a laundry list of, of different types of activities that, that we'll get into. Um, I think Shrewsbury is also um, an outlier, but uh, necessary that we have our own internal engineering function. Not yeah. very many cities and towns actually have uh, an internal engineer, let alone an entire team or staff like we do. But the community has grown so much and uh, so consistently over the last few decades. It's um, truly been um, a part of our success. And they picked up a lot of um, the functions and needs that would have been handled by a planning department. Mm -hmm. And now we've introduced a planning department and uh, it's actually interesting to go back and look at a number of different aspects of the current organization that have been at one time started through or a part of the Department of Public Works. Um, you know, recreation was the part of, a part of it for a little bit and, and that's spun off again. Uh, we have uh, conservation, which is embedded within DPW that's unique to the town of Shrewsbury. Planning, um, you know, when our first professional planning staff started, they were embedded within the Department of Public Works um, in direct support of the engineering, what is now the engineering division. So DPW is kind of uh, part of the heart of uh, how the town has functioned and uh, evolved over the years and probably have seen the, uh, the most amount of changes in the last six years. Um, There's some pretty unique, or not pretty unique, I guess kind of unique like areas within DPW too. Right, with like public buildings and right. whatnot. Yeah, so public buildings is, is another, I think, different aspect of Shrewsbury's operations, um, not only because it's within the Department of Public Works, but our scope is a bit larger than most cities and towns. A lot of cities and towns will have a municipal side uh, public buildings division, and then they'll have a separate or similar division within the public schools, mm -hmm. even if their public schools are just of a single town, um, but Shrewsbury has always provided custodial and building maintenance and management services uh, through uh, the municipal side of the house, even for schools. So um, again, I think there's a ton of benefits, uh, those areas where we can uh, have commonality and, and mutual um, support and activities has brought, continue to keep the town and school administration close um, as we build out programs, plans, capital investments, and, and work on other types of projects, it's kind of a piece that, that we center on, which is uh, helpful in keeping us bound together. And when um, Fleet Management Division, that's our newest division within DPW, 
Um, I feel like that kind of underpins a lot of, or helps support all town functions, but mostly like with the maintaining and um, managing all of the vehicles, equipment that DPW uses, but also the police department. And I believe they offer some support to fire as well. So yeah, this across is an, the board. I think an area of growing efficiency for us in the creation of the fleet management division um, in a number of ways, whether that's, you know, just maintaining that really heavy workload of what that division does, but also allowing us to move forward systematically as we consider a changeover of our fleet into EVs, uh, fleet management. You know, we keep hitting these kind of thresholds mm -hmm. um, as a town as we continue to grow and the resources that we need to operate that means that we need to have dedicated support and services that a lot of other communities may not have that critical capacity to get to. Um, many smaller towns manage their fleet through the highway division manager or equivalent, but um, the volume of work, especially uh, servicing our police department alone, um, I think it makes sense to have it as a standalone division and uh, provide direct advice and support to the DPW director, but also uh, give them the resources that they need through separate budget appropriations to support those other departments. Hopefully it continues to grow. At least that's the vision that we've all talked about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's expanding beyond the core aspects of DPW, clearly servicing the full needs of uh, the police department at this time. And, you know, there could be opportunities for Selco. There definitely will be opportunities in the future for fire and, and other uh, public safety related activities. So um, we're kind of just getting our feet under us at this point with that, but um, it's a unique aspect, at least as we compare to many cities and towns around us in Massachusetts. Um, and then kind of another area that's emerged just from the continued growth and complexity is the business management division. Mm -hmm. you know, DPW is a business line that, you know, operates on, you know, well over a $25 million budget. So um, having a centralized business office that provides a broad range of activities from customer service and um, permitting and licensing and procurement type activities mm -hmm. support. So both customer facing activities and internal DPW facing support services. Um, clearly a part of the, the organization that continues to grow and evolve as well. But um, again, running a you know, 25, $26 million business, it takes a certain amount of dedicated central support to be able to do that. Um, they also provide and operate with, within that division our solid waste program. Yep. And um, so it's closely aligned to DPW, it used to be managed by the town manager's office. It was, it was pulled out when we created DPW in, in uh, 2018. And I think it's found a good home there. It operates just like uh, our other standalone utilities uh, from an enterprise uh, fund as far as financial management goes. And um, I think it just makes sense there. And they used to all be separate too. You guys did a study, when was that? 2018 or 2018? Yeah, early 2018, we uh, did a town-wide organizational assessment. And this is the creation of DPW from these individual divisions uh, probably was the, the single biggest recommendation that came out of that. It provided a, a lot of uh, economy and efficiency through a revised setup, uh, specifically reducing 
um, a significant number of direct reports that were to the town manager. Whenever yeah. I started, there was 18 different department heads that reported directly to the town manager. And uh, through the creation of the DPW, we were able to reduce that number by about a third. Um, clearly a, a singular functional area that needs significant coordination and um, through the creation of the, the director and, and the business management division, we were able to centralize that oversight. I think it's been great that you took what was recommended, made the DPW altogether, and we've kind of adapted since then to how we actually function. So it's changed a couple of times over the yeah. last five years, which is appropriate. Right. Good. You know, whenever we need to make the changes, you're never going to get it right just from a single mm -hmm. uh, conceptual report that's put in place. And I have no doubt that it'll continue to evolve and change as we move forward. And you know, it, it's it's changed in reporting relationships and internal structure, the number of staff, and um, just how we approach operations within the various divisions. And I think they've, you know, every decision that we made is is the right one, and we'll continue to reassess the direction that we're headed in and um, chart a path forward uh, mm -hmm. along with the strategic plan. So. That close collaboration between our office and the DPW too, just a. Yeah, I mean, like I said at the beginning, a lot of residents have a direct interaction with DPW on a day-to-day -day basis, even beyond just, you know, water and sewer, right? Like we're at everyone's house every week to pick up trash. And, you know, in snow and ice season, we're plowing roads. So they're clearly uh, one of the primary faces of the community. And, um having a single DPW director to talk with and understand what's going on and in his work with his division managers mm -hmm. makes makes that relay of information and responsiveness to residents just a little bit easier for all of us. So I guess that um, probably makes sense to continue our conversation with uh, DPW director Jeff Highland in the room. So let's take a break and uh, welcome Jeff onto the set of the town manager download. So we are now joined by uh, the Town of Shrewsbury's first Department of Public Works Director, Jeff Howland. Jeff, welcome to Town Manager Download. Thanks for having me. Of course. So we're looking forward to talking with you. And in the first part of the conversation that Taylor and I were having, we were reflecting on the scope and the diversity of the operations. So we really look, uh, to di look forward to diving into that with you. But let's take a step back and have you tell us a little bit more about yourself talk about your career path into local government how long you've been with the town and in your current position and uh, how you came about this uh, local government career well i started my career as a surveyor uh, back in 1985 in this in maryland uh, i went to grew up in holden mass okay went to college in florida came halfway home Mm -hmm. um, ended up in Maryland or Delaware, and my first job was as a surveyor. Uh, kind of odd because my my degree is in geologic oceanography, my first uh, bachelor's degree. And then you landed on land? I landed on land being a surveyor. I tried to get a job as a marine surveyor, and I did not pan out, ended up on land. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Did you get ocean sick or what happened? No, just actually, I love being on the ocean. I just yeah. back in 1985 when I graduated, there wasn't much work yeah. at, at that time yeah. on the on the water. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> other than being potentially on an oil rig. Oh. And I really did not want a job. I was offered a job on an oil rig in the North Sea out of Aberdeen, Scotland, and saw the video and decided that was not for me. <laughs> um, so I, said, I came halfway home, ended up in Maryland. As a land and, surveyor. As a land surveyor. Uh, very quickly uh, worked my way up through the land surveying. Six months, I was a party chief. Then my math skills they decided that I was better off in the office doing working on the design and started as a civil engineer. Okay. Went back to school, got my degree from Drexel in civil engineering, so I have two BS degrees. Um, changed careers and became, well, changed jobs and became a civil engineer in the largest engineering firm in Delaware. Then, um, what, 10 or so years later, my uh, after our, I got married, my daughter was born, decided uh, we wanted to be closer to family. Sure. So decided to move back to Massachusetts and took a job again as an engineer, worked for an engineering firm in um, Worcester. After about 10 years, went out uh, on my own. While I was working in uh, Worcester and then on my own, most of the work that I did was municipal-based whether it was consulting to planning boards, zoning boards, sewer commissions, et cetera, or on the design side, doing uh, design, civil designs for schools, police stations, uh, parks, et cetera. Uh, one of the jobs I had or clients I had when I was working for myself was the town of Shrewsbury. I was the consultant to the Board of Health, Zoning Board of Appeals, and Planning Board. Um, when the previous town engineer, Jack Peralt, retired, um, previous town manager, Dan Margato, asked if I would apply for Jack's job, which I did, and that was 10 years ago, 2013. Okay. Um, and then from that point, it was the town engineer starting in 2013, and then in 2018, uh, working with you on whether or not we should combine all of the departments together. Mm -hmm. In 2018, I became the, the town's first director of public works. Um, I strongly believe that, that position was, is, was easily transferred from the town engineering position to the director because the town engineer really works with every single department mm -hmm. that is now public works and then even outside. So I mm -hmm. think the transition for me was actually very easily and smooth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So um, when we were, you know, putting the parts and pieces together for DPW, um, the town had been having that conversation well before I even got here. Um, I know it was actually part of the interview questions whenever I met with you and a number of the department heads at the time um, in the, the interview process. So that how long had that conversation been going on to your knowledge? Um, probably for a year or so prior okay. to. Uh, I think it was, to be honest, was probably sort of said internally only mm -hmm. and not really looked at in too much detail. Mm -hmm. uh, the main reason I believe it was sort of discussed was at that time there were three major department heads or super, uh, 
water and sewer superintendent, mm -hmm. uh, public buildings, um, department head, and highway department head. All were retiring and all were considered retiring within a matter of three to six months. Right. Almost right after you started. Absolutely. Yep. And I think that that sort of really sort of accelerated the discussion mm -hmm. because we lost three department heads who had been in that role for 20, 30 years. Each, yeah. Each. Yep. Uh, in that, you, to take that institutional knowledge and then try to find somebody else was difficult. Mm -hmm. um, I do know that at that time we also, in water and sewer and in uh, public buildings, there really wasn't anybody to take, there was no second in command that could take that position. Right. Highway had a different scenario, but the other two did not, right. uh, which, again, try to bring somebody new and with a new town manager was difficult, right. would have been difficult. So we didn't. So let's list them out. So we have business management division slash general administration, which would you know include yep. your direct office, Jeff. We have highway, uh, water and sewer, public buildings, parks, maintenance, and cemetery, uh, fleet management. Uh, and engineering correct encompass all the divisions of the DPW. How how many staff across you know all those divisions do you have, and um, you so, know where are they located? So in DPW there are eighty five full time staff. Okay. Uh, five part times in those that does not include the contractors we hire, does not include the day porters at the school, nor does it include the. Um, night cleaners that we have at the some of the public buildings. So 85 full-time. Uh, 85 full-time staff. Uh, the administration part and the department heads or division managers are all at Town Hall. The operations staff are down at South Street. The operations staff for water, sewer, and uh, highway and parks are down at South Street at our complex at 211 South Street. The We have a water treatment plant, so there's three members of the water and sewer department that are at um, our water treatment plant over on Main Street. And then obviously the custodians, which are at each individual public building. Hmm. Uh, public buildings and uh, maintenance staff is located at a annex building over at Oak Middle School. Okay. I visited that for the first time after two weeks ago. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> It's a nice building. It is tucked away. It is tucked away. It's hidden. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, um, pretty much DPW employees are in literally in every public building. Um, and, you know, across the board, 85 total employees. That's a that's a lot to manage and take on. But how do you kind of sum DPW up? What, In your own words, what does the Department of Public Works do? Uh, public Works does uh, so much. It, it Public works is everything that most people don't see. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are things that's pretty obvious, the roads, the uh, the buildings. We like to keep our buildings very clean and neat. The grounds is as, as clean as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also do stuff that most people don't know, mm -hmm. the stuff that's underground. The, the, we maintain the water system, the sewer system, the drainage, uh, things that most people don't see. Um, but if you wake up in the morning and the and the faucet runs, mm -hmm. everybody's happy. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, we try to make everyone's job, everyone's life easier. We also we try to make it where 
to be honest, most of us don't want to be known that we're there, mm-hmm. and that's what we strive to do. If you don't know about us, then we did our job. So we, t- Taylor and I were talking about this at the beginning, and we always try to touch on how we do things a little bit differently in Shrewsbury, whether that's, you know, in a you know hyper you know regional or you know really local uh, differences or nationwide. Um, I think Shrewsbury is probably most different than a lot of other communities in Massachusetts because there's just a different approach that so many uh, cities and towns, a lot being smaller than us, uh, but some being bigger as well, just do it differently than us. So. Um, what do you feel the benefit of having a consolidated DPW is, uh, even though everything is, you know, such a broad scope of work? Uh, I, I think that, it, that Shrewsbury, and this was even before Public Works was developed here in, t- in the town, but we worked very collaboratively together. Mm-hmm. Uh, be- just because there's a water issue doesn't necessarily affect water. It affects water. It might affect highway. It could affect other entities. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have a much better understanding. We can work collaboratively together. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really helps us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a, to be honest, we almost call us, we were basically one big family up, upstairs. And mm-hmm. um, we, uh, I strongly believe that by us being able to collaborate, we will be able to get things done quicker, faster. Um, we are, we're all very lean, so we rely on each other. Uh, a lot and I think that's it's very healthy mm-hmm. great so how's the journey been in creating the department I know there's so many separate entities and um, something that we've worked on together but you know what's the process been like what are the biggest challenges been in, in getting everything under one roof so to speak from your perspective uh, some of the biggest challenges uh, hat were and still sometimes is is the cultural differences between the, the individual departments. Okay. Uh, when we started in 2018, there was obviously cultural changes from, and I'm not gonna pick on individual departments, mm-hmm. but say a water sewer versus highway versus parks and cemetery mm-hmm. versus public buildings. Uh, yes, we were all under the same roof, but with different leadership styles at that time. So we, we've had some, um, some struggles with that cultural change and it it has been taking time to do that Mm -hmm. to work through that some of it is through through attrition we've we changed the culture on some of the departments just because of new people coming in Uh, we've gotten significantly younger which Mm -hmm. I think is very good Mm -hmm. Um, and the big that is the biggest challenge uh, and the fact that we do have 85 people with all diverse abilities, diverse mm-hmm. knowledge, mm-hmm. and skills. So we're trying to always look at what's, how can we use their skills better for the for the town. Right. So what's going on on a day-to-day basis? Any major initiatives that you wanted to, to talk about, or too many? Well, yeah, the day-to-day. Yeah, the day-to-day. Every day is different. Yeah. Which is one thing which I enjoyed to this because every day is different. I can never say this you know, I learned a long time ago that if I write down 20 things I'm going to put on my list that I'm going to do today rarely do I get to the top three mm-hmm. just because the phone rings the emails come in etc um, but we are working very diligently uh, which is a long range goal is to make the DPW more or less reactive and more proactive mm-hmm. uh, 
DPW will always be a reactive organization, mm -hmm. but we believe that if we can also become more proactive where we do some of our maintenance stuff before it breaks, mm -hmm. in the long run, it will be cheaper. Mm -hmm. It'll be it'll be much more better, will be bigger cost savings, and we also think that it will be uh, be less disruption to the residents. Uh, for instance, an HVAC unit goes down in a school. Well, that means we may have to close school for that day or two or three. Mm -hmm. uh, if we can be proactive and know that that's a twenty year life cycle, and we will replace it in nineteen and not wait till thirty. Mm -hmm. So. That is, it, it, we're really working on trying to do that across each division. Uh, part of it is is making sure that we have the proper information, which we are working very hard on obtaining. Two, uh, two other things come to mind when you say proactive and DPW and things that you've worked on, Jeff. Um, the first really is um, the water system and unidirectional flushing. Uh, maybe you could talk about how that approach has changed since we put the water treatment plant online. The, so, as everyone knows, we had high manganese in our water system. Mm -hmm. That's no surprise. It's We're not hiding that. We had high manganese. That's what caused the water to be brown. Down brown, yeah. black, black speckles mm -hmm. in the water. Yep. Uh, when we put the new water treatment plant on in 2018, we knew that it was going to take some time for all of that clean water that came out of the plant to go through the entire system. Mm -hmm. uh, our pipes had a buildup of manganese in the pipes, coated to the sides, sitting on the bottom. Um, and with the unidirectional flushing that was set up by our, con our water consultant, mm -hmm. we were able to really fl flush out the lines, take out all that coating, take out the manganese that was sitting in the line. Um, and that has been a huge a benefit as we have we used to track all of our water quality complaints mm -hmm. and we have we've seen we have a few here and there but we nowhere near what we used to mm -hmm. and with manganese the buildup it was in odd locations it wouldn't be a whole street or a whole neighborhood mm -hmm. it would be one house here one house here which made it very difficult to uh, address. flush be addressed before what we used to do is we used to just flush a hydrant. We figured that would clean it, but working with our consultant found out that all we were doing is we were moving it from one location to another and not actually flushing the system, which we are, we were, we now will be doing on a yearly basis. May not be every uh, line like we did the first time, yeah. but we will be going out and working on flushing the, the whole system. May now be over a couple year period versus one year. Mm -hmm. One thing I was excited to work on with you the last like year, but also with um, Dan, the water and sewer superintendent, when you guys did the unidirectional flushing, is just talking about all these different programs. I know you said at the beginning that you don't, it's better when they don't know about what you're doing, but I think it's been fun the last few weeks that we started that stories from the DPW, um, yeah. just to kind of uncover some of the work that you guys do to make it so you're yeah. not seen <laughs> on the front end of things. Uh, it, as a na as nature, uh, we tend not to like to sell ourselves, <laughs> uh, but I do see the merit on doing that. Mm -hmm. um, I think our staff does an extremely good job. 
I think our staff, and I will, and I said it earlier, we are very lean. Mm -hmm. I don't take that as a negative. I take it actually as a positive because we have very good pe uh, staff members who do a very good job because they have to. We don't have 40 people in highway. We have 11. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, th I think they do a lot of work, and they should be commended for all the work we do. And I don't, as it working with you, Taylor, we have not done a, no, before this, we have not done a very good job <laughs> of uh, promoting ourselves. And I think with your help, we'll do a much, we're going to try to do a much better job on promoting staff. Mm -hmm. um, I strongly believe the staff is what makes mm -hmm. the, us tick, mm -hmm. not myself or the division manager. It's really the operation staff that really um, they're the ones in the trenches. They're the ones on the ground. They're the ones doing most of the work where our job is to facilitate that. Yeah, and that, Jeff, that second area, I'll stay within water, um, is I think us more than maybe many other communities were uh, really jumped in uh, feet first when it came to PFOS, as, as that matter came to fruition in the spring of 2019. And you know, we did the testing and we did proactive notification out to the residents and that's really continued um, through our piloting and, and um, preliminary design work that's going on to determine what it may take to remove PFAS from our drinking water system. So maybe you could talk a couple minutes about that. Sure. So you are correct. We were very proactive in our test or our uh, testing of the water for PFAS, whether or not we had it or not. Back in 2019, Shrewsbury was not required to test. Mm -hmm. uh, we volunteered to test, hoping that we would not have PFAS in the water. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we did find it. Uh, strongly believe that the only reason you don't have it is because you haven't tested for it, uh, which, mm -hmm. so, but we were proactive. Uh, we are below the, the limits uh, set aside by MassDEP, which is at 20 parts per trillion, where we are less than that. However, we still went forward with pilot testing um, for water, which we just completed. It took about, I think it was 64 weeks of testing okay. of the system to get a potential uh, preliminary design. Uh, we actually have meetings in the next couple of weeks with MassDEP on that pilot test that was submitted. Again, we are below the standard, but now the EPA is coming out with a potential standard that's even lower than the 20 parts per trillion. And therefore, this puts us again on the forefront of potential funding if we need to go uh, put, construct a new or an addition to the existing plant because we're, we've already completed the testing, we've already completed the piloting, we've already done all that, and now we're already in the preliminary design knowing that at some point EPA was, will change the number. Mm -hmm. So we're definitely headed in a path where we're gonna need to continue to be proactive and, and put something in place to remove it from the system. And um, you know, that's something, that's a cost and a, an initiative and a project that we are planning for. And I, I think that it will be important, of course, to continue to stay out front on those things. So, um, so where else, you know, what are the other major projects that you see on the horizon for the next year or so and things that you want to accomplish? Uh, well, I do have one that we just finished, okay. which is the Tobin Hill Bridge. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, 
If you live in the neighborhood, you know that, that we closed that bridge around 2016 due to structural failure. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a long time coming, but last week or the week before, we actually could you could drive across that bridge as it's now been opened. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that that was a project that, again, I think we'll, we were proactive in determining that this bridge was structurally def uh, in failure, mm -hmm. working with Mass DOT and the, the select board at that time because that was, oh boy, we're going to close a bridge and mm -hmm. this was, but I think it was the right decision at the time and then we ended up demolishing it in 2019. So again, it took us three years to demolish the bridge and then uh, another three years before we could actually construct the bridge, which again, uh, I think was a um, monumental uh, improvement to that neighborhood. Uh, some initiatives that we are working on. Uh, we are constantly, well, with the ARPA funding and CPC funding, we are leveraging some of those funds to do major uh, improvements to some of our infrastructure. One of them is we are looking at the Walnut Street pump station off mm -hmm. of Route 20 in Walnut Street and do improvements to that pump station, which encompasses the Route 20 corridor, uh, includes the landfill, uh, and then also some of the gravity lines on Walnut Street. Uh, we are going to be, we are in the process of submitting plans to do the upgrades to the uh, Maple Ave and Rolfe pump stations. Mm -hmm. Both of the, well, Rolfe pump stations is vintage 1960s mm -hmm. with a couple minor improvements since. Uh, Maple Ave was built in 1995, I believe, with very minimal improvements since. Uh, and the force mains that, that go with both of those stations uh, are vintage 1960s, 1963 or 64. Uh, over half of this town sewer goes through those two pump stations. So we feel, I mean, they're going on 60 years old. So we uh, major upgrades to both those stations in the force main. Uh, I think is uh, highly important. We did receive SRF state funding for, the, mm -hmm. for that station, so uh, we are in the process of submitting the final designs now. Uh, one of the other initiatives is the sewering of the entire length of Route 20. We are, we finished phase one as part of, which was Edgemere um, section of the town, Edgemere, and then up to Purrington. Mm -hmm. Phase two would go from Purrington and then go all the way to Clue Street and Route 20, mm -hmm. with it that portion being extended up to uh, what is the 40B project, which is the point of Hills Farm. Mm -hmm. So part of that sewer phase one and two was privately funded, both through the developer of Point and Hills Farm and the other was through the uh, uh, Market Basket mm -hmm. property. Uh, so we were able, we're going to be able now to sewer um, the entire Route 20 quarter. And the another the initiative that we did, and we're still working with, is to reverse the flow to Worcester from that Route 20 quarter, um, which allows us to be able to do a little bit more development on the Route 20 uh, side and upgrading the existing yeah. development that's along that corridor. Uh, we are doing some park improvements. Uh, 
again, as part of ARPA funding, and then uh, constantly looking at how do we move forward with projects using other funding, whether it's CPC funding, other state grants that may become available, and leveraging one to help us obtain others. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the projects we, we just applied for a grant for um, ADA funding, uh, American Disabilities Act funding mm -hmm. um, at Edgemere Park, but utilizing funds that we received as part of ARPA funding, and but using that as sort of seed money to help us get garner additional funding, we may be able to do more at the Edgemere Park to bring that up to much uh, to ADA standards, but also provide better accessibility and and improve the playgrounds. Okay. Uh, we are finishing up now a playground study, looking at each of the 19 uh, playgrounds that the town owns, both municipally owned and, or they're all municipally owned, but the ones either mm -hmm. both at the schools and at the playground mm -hmm. or at the parks, uh, looking at safety issues, accessibility issues, et cetera, and we should be receiving that uh, draft shortly. Right. To then we'll take that to be used as sort of our roadmap leading forward to potential other funding. I could go on for a week, but. <laughs> <laughs> you, know that. Yeah. you guys have a lot of different arms with different projects. Oh, it's hard to cover them all. In. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in one podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I said we got two hours. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um, no, and I appreciate you being able to touch on them. They're all, they're all important. We're certainly at a time of unprecedented level of funding and that a lot of that burden has been shifted to DPW to manage and find ways. Uh, a lot of the funding has specific deadlines, which, you know, have longer horizons and appropriate horizons, but it's not uh, infinite and, and we have to maintain them. And I know that's something that you've been helping us work through. So um, moving from project specific things, uh, maybe finally, uh, is there any, you know, other ways or, you know, ways outside of projects that um, you want to talk about how you're improving D uh, DPW, whether that's modernizing operations or leveraging sure. technology in any specific ways? So, so uh, obviously, as we're now in 2023, but as we continue to move forward, the technology constantly changes. Mm -hmm. Co technology constantly gets better. Mm -hmm. uh, we are... Uh, starting to implement and put tablets in all of our salt trucks so they utilize the tablets for their routes. And this allows us to uh, be able to better uh, do a turn-by-turn -turn on all the routes. Mm -hmm. We are looking to do the same uh, in our plow trucks, our salt trucks and our plow trucks, though some of them are the same, mm -hmm. a lot of them are different. Uh, and again, that sort of, for, again, helps the uh, each uh, employee work with um, you know, the turn by turns, but also if there's an issue, they might be able to put that in and say, okay, you can't turn down this road for mm -hmm. the reason. Uh, we, um, let's see, uh, we are starting, we just hired a new GIS coordinator okay. who is taking a lot of our GIS data that we have, but unfortunately we did not put in one location so he is taking our data, putting it into one location so that, that we can, and I'll use, let's say there's a water main break. All of our water department staff now has tablets. 
where if we have a water main break, they're going to be able to bring up the cards, the what water plans of where that break is, A, to help them to be able to shut the water off quicker, mm -hmm. but also for them to be able to understand the materials that they need to bring uh, to the uh, job site. Mm -hmm. In the past, and how it is right now, is we may have to go back to the shop, look up the cards, figure out what, where the information is mm -hmm. we're getting so that's all on one location the person in the field will be able to boom look it up and the first one who responds can be able to make a lot of the decisions mm -hmm. um, we are modernizing our technology in the sewer side with our SCADA upgrades and our, our uh, basically our SCADA upgrades which the SCADA is the one that gives the information back to the operators so it doesn't have to go to the pump station first find out what the problem is, go back to the shop, figure out what he needs, and then go back. Mm -hmm. He's able to, they're able to look right on their com computer and be able to tell, I have a high water alarm at Ralph Pump Station. He knows exactly what, or not exactly what the problem is, but at least has an idea. So be, is, if I have a high water alarm, well, I better call the uh, a tank truck just in case I need to do this, but has that before he even arrives. Mm -hmm. um, we are, are updating a lot of our standard operating procedures um, we have a lot in our heads, but not necessarily on paper, and we're doing uh, actually putting it pen to paper so that we can change and um, continuously update our um, SOPs, which I think, again, trying to, again, I think right now we have the opportunity. We have a lot of younger staff, which is looks at SOPs differently than they may have done 20 years ago, mm -hmm. 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So, Well, I mean, that's a lot on just that. One area alone that isn't project specific, not only do you have a lot of projects going on, you have a lot of process improvements and technology that you're lever leveraging, um, all in the vein of moving us towards being the best DPW and the best local government uh, in the world. And uh, we appreciate, you know, you and your entire staff, uh, you know, 85 people is, is a lot to manage and a, a lot of information. And I know that puts a lot on your plate and we, we appreciate all your time that it takes to do that. So maybe we can uh, end on a lighter note and sure. talk about something we like to do outside of the workplace. Uh, Jeff, I know you're an active person and uh, like to be outdoors. And if you're not outdoors and you're indoor doing things like referee and youth basketball games, but let's keep it outdoors for now. So okay. we have a couple maybe more now holding on left. to yeah. holding on to the warm weather. So, um, what do you think the best hiking spot is in New England? I think the best hiking spot is the presidential range in the White Mountains. Okay. Followed closely by Acadia, but that's yep. I got a personal issue there. My or my daughter only lives half hour from Acadia. Okay. So yep. that makes it so I can kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. I can go visit my daughter <laughs> and we can go hiking. Yeah. Uh, but I do really like the White Mountains and, okay. and staying in the huts and. Yeah. Oh, you've done that. I've done that. It's that. Yeah. yeah, it's off the grid. Uh, yeah, go off the grid, spend three, four days, bring everything with you, stay mm -hmm. in the huts, go hut to hut. And it's, I've really enjoyed it. It's very peaceful, very calming. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest, not so much the colder the better, but I do like doing it in the fall and the spring. Mm -hmm. Interesting. They get good foliage. Yeah, the views are incredible. I like going, there's a, a couple of uh, mountains up there. I think there's Bond, which you can actually see no signs of civilization when you're mm -hmm. over 
thousand feet where Mount Washington you go and there's obviously signs of civilization and then yep. but mm -hmm. there's a couple spots you can go and you don't see anything you've been to some spots that have been tough to get in and out though you've told me yes <laughs> yep not an easy hike easy in no or out, no alone being off the grid for three or four days uh yeah there's there's been there's been a few times I've been caught uh we got caught in a snowstorm <laughs> up on uh heading towards Mount Washington and mm -hmm. had to retreat back to Mitzvah Hut <laughs> Uh, and that was in September. No, that was many years ago. Yeah, uh, I've been on a few hikes that were, uh, but, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> we went up. Uh, there was one time we went up. The fog was so thick that I had no idea that it was we were walk actually walking along some cliffs. I had no idea because you couldn't see it. You could barely <laughs> see your feet. But that was it. Was such an invigorating hike that it was interesting. Uh, really enjoyed it. How about you, Taylor? Um, Best hiking I, spot. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't do a lot of. I. I'm a creature of habit, so mm -hmm. I go over and over again to Purgatory. Over. I, I don't know if it's technically Northbridge, but mm -hmm. that, that exit. Yeah. And yeah. you know the exit, Purgatory Road. Exit. Yep. Um, off 146 Sutton. 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 Whatever. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I'm not a native to Massachusetts. Um, no, I, I, during the summer, I went there probably almost every Sunday oh, nice. to go hiking, um, meet my roommate. So, yeah. um, it's good to get out and mm. there's places in Connecticut I like to go hiking, but I'd yep. say purgatory is always fun mm -hmm. and they have a lot of wild blueberries and just, I like taking pictures of the mushrooms on the path. So I have a good time. Got it. Yeah. Nice. You? Well, I'm not a big hiker, so, um, you know, we... Did take a family trip a couple of years ago up to Acadia. So I do have to say that we completely enjoyed that. And that was probably our largest hiking-like adventure <laughs> okay. at any point. So I, I definitely agree with that. It was beautiful to be there on Cadillac Mountain and also down on the bar, you know, uh, out in, in well, where the water is sometimes, but not always, mm -hmm. in Bar Harbor. So, uh, yeah, we had a ton of fun doing that. It was beautiful. And we always said we wanted to go back, but... It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so not something that we do all the time, but uh, definitely enjoyable and like to be outside and get outside and do a bunch of different things. So, yeah. So, well, um, Jeff, we really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing a little bit of um, behind the scenes of the Department of Public Works and how you uh, manage that operation. Uh, it's been another great episode and great conversation here on the Town Manager Download. Just a reminder to our listeners, if you have questions or comments or would like to hear about something on a future episode, you can reach us at tmdownload at shrewsburyma.gov. On behalf of Taylor Galusha, I'm Kevin Mizikar. Thank you for listening.